Welcome to the first edition of our uh, series for the 2020 election. Um, I'm Jack Suntrup, and this is Kurt Erickson. Uh, I'm in Columbia, he's in Jeff City. And uh, welcome in. So we're gonna be discussing the, uh, the special legislative session that just ended. Uh, Governor Mike Parson called the special session over the summer to address violent crime. Kurt, um, what was uh, what was your takeaway from this special session? Well, let's go back to sort of the beginning. Um, back in January, the governor is uh, riding the uh, wave of a good economy, and um, he's hitched his wagon to President Trump, who won the state by 19 points uh, in 2016. And... Um, so, you know, he's kind of riding high and uh, all of a sudden the uh, pandemic hit and um, the economy went down the tubes and nobody really knew what to do. So they're scrambling to try and deal with the pandemic and infection rates keep going up and, and all that. So midsummer, um, the former sheriff, um, says, let's have a special session on crime. And it comes against the backdrop of this um, incredible surge in homicides in both uh, St. Louis and Kansas City. And um, he said, we need to address this. And it came at a time, it was, this was kind of in late July. And we're in the middle of the, this Black Lives Matter movement and uh, protests in cities after the uh, police killing of uh, George Floyd in Minneapolis. And all of a sudden, the governor coming out saying we got to get tough on crime goes against what a lot of cities and states uh, were discussing at that time, uh, which was like police, um, police reforms, um, not give police more, uh, you know, tools to prosecute or, or, or charge people. Um, so, so there was some reluctance to um, uh, by by the House and Senate to even come in because it was before the uh, August three primary, and there was some foot dragging, and um, that sort of sets the stage for what happened. Well, that was really interesting to see because I mean, like Parson, the the leaders of the of the Senate and the House are Republicans, and they. Um, I don't know. What was your sense? Do you think that they were enthusiastic about this special session or do you think that they would rather have, have done something else? Yeah, I, I think they would have rather uh, just focused on their primary races and, and the general election uh, because this dragged on for five weeks and uh, there was a lot of reluctance and uh, and the things that he proposed um, weren't exactly uh, great for their reelection chances. Um, but in Parsons' mind, he's running for uh, he's running for a full four-year term, and his strength is in the urban areas. Um, so getting tough on crime when when somebody in a, you know, rural Missouri sees all the, the killings in St. Louis. Uh, which, by the way, just matched last year's 
murder total for the entire year. Um, it's, it plays pretty well. And, and he's hoping that that, you know, shores up his uh, votes in rural and suburban. Um, so that's where that, so anyway, um, what did he ask them for um, uh, to increase um, penalties for someone who gives or sells a gun to a juvenile? Um, he wanted to make it illegal to assist someone under uh, age seven, 17 or under to uh, commit certain violent crimes. Um, he wanted legislation that would have allowed children as young as 12 to be certified by a judge to stand trial as an adult. Um, mm -hmm. And, and that, that was quite controversial and eventually it got moved, the age limit got moved up to 16 in the Senate. Um, there's a, the, the, the two things that did happen one was repealing the residency requirement for St. Louis police officers. And the other one was to uh, create a witness protection fund. Mm -hmm. um, but they, uh, they dumped everything else. Um, it couldn't get through the house. Um, so. Yeah, that was really interesting to see on Wednesday. Um, basically the Senate the week before sent the house all these bills and the house gaveled in and gaveled out without taking any action on them. So the only two pieces of legislation that are going to Parsons' desk are the residency requirement and the witness protection fund. Um, what's the criticism of the witness protection fund? Um, it, it seems symbolic right now, right? Yeah, they, they created a state level witness protection fund and the idea is that uh, witnesses aren't coming forward because they're, they fear that there'll be some kind of uh, retribution from the, the perpetrator or his family or his, his co-conspirators. Um, so they prove that, but there's no money in it. And so uh, it's supposed to be filled with a million dollars, but they didn't appropriate any money. And Parson was saying that um, possibly they could use federal dollars to do that, but um, you know, it's sort of a empty shell waiting to be filled. Um, so right. there was some some criticism of that. Yeah. Um, so when we come back from our break, we're going to ask uh, more about the special session and uh, talk a little bit about uh, what what else is going on in Jeff City. When we come back, and we're back. Um, welcome back. Uh, um, so, so the police residency was also, uh, kind of controversial. Um, notably both St. Louis's senators voted against it and probably all of St. Louis's house delegation, correct? And so, uh, what was the controversy over that bill? Well, here again, this, this happens here in Jeff City a lot. The um, Republican legislature, um, which talks about, you know, local control and the governor talks about local control and de decisions should be made locally. Um, in the residency requirement, uh, voters in St. Louis are going to the polls for a referendum on November 3 to decide whether uh, police should be required to live within the city borders. And so now they've basically just nixed that by passing this uh, state level law. 
and um, most of the opponents uh, for various reasons said this should be a decision made by St. Louis, not state lawmakers. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I think that covers most everything that happened during the special session. Um, uh, was, was there anything that, that you noticed about, I mean, what, what are some of your observations um, on the legislator the legislature operating during a pandemic? What did that look like? Um, back in, during the regular session this spring, the use of masks was real spotty. Um, it got better during this, uh, but there were still people on the floor, um, lawmakers on the floor that were not wearing masks. And that was kind of bothersome. Um, most of the staff, and there, there are doors in the Capitol um, where they where office workers staff say don't come in here unless you have a mask on so there's a lot of mixed messages going on um, yeah. and uh, I wore a mask it's not that big of a deal um, I, you know I just I don't get that <laughs> yeah yeah I I I, uh, I wonder why why it's so hard to wear a mask sometimes like, yeah. it's like, uh, it's like if you're wearing one, you're a jerk <laughs> to yeah. some people. Um, I don't get it. Um, um, but here, here's how it works. Um, there's respiratory droplets that you breathe and the masks block those from entering the air. And then, so that helps you from spreading the virus to other people if you have it. So that's how masks work. Um, yeah, uh, so so special sessions over. Um, we have a little less than two months before the election. Um, what's what should we expect in the next two months in Jeff City? Well, they're technically done. Uh, there's the legislature's not going to come back. So basically, everything shifts into the campaign mode. However, uh, in his post game wrap up. Um, Governor, after the session ended, Governor Parson said that lawmakers, he could call lawmakers back in October, <clears throat> possibly to get money for the Witness Protection Fund and do some other budget stuff. So we could see them come back. I know there's still reluctance out there to do so. Um, the uh, it, it, What's striking to me about the situation is in the special session, the governor said twice that he had not talked to leaders in the house uh, about what he wanted out of them. And that, that just seems to me to, to show some serious disconnect, especially coming from a governor who uh, spent 16 years in the house and the Senate. Like he didn't even sit down and negotiate with them. Um, so coming back for another special session, it'll be interesting to see if they're more organized because um, it was it was very unorganized um, this last one uh, primarily you know, because of the reluctance of uh, the house it kind of reminded me of um, the special sessions under Greitens where you had this like top-down approach he basically laid out this agenda and told the legislature to pass it but he 
I mean, did you get the sense that Greitens was really communicating with the lawmakers too? No, that no, it's very, it was, that's a very good example. And what, you know, while he, he got two things out of them, the residency and the witness protection, which, you know, are not huge wins, but politically he got five weeks of focus by the press on his attempt to fight crime. So heading into election, that was, you know, he could score that a win for him. Yeah, especially, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of his ads, um, and not his ads, but a, a PAC supporting him have accused Nicole Galloway, his Democratic opponent of defunding the police. So, so or of, of supporting defunding the police. So, so by doing this, he gets to emphasize his, his, his law enforcement um, credentials and, and at the same time, his campaign apparatus is running these ads against Nicole Galloway. Um, and uh, she doesn't really have any method to like get into the news cycle and kind of um, reject that premise or, or rebut it. Um, but so that was interesting to see how that worked. Um, well, Kurt, I think that's, I think that pretty much covers everything. Um, thanks for, for uh, tuning in and, uh, and we'll see you next time on the Politifix podcast. See ya.